everybody, and welcome to the Fan Fights Podcast. I am Danielle Riando, the editor-in-chief here at this fine outfit, you might say, my team. And I am joined by Fan Fights Wrestling Section Head, LB Hunk Tears. Hello, Danielle. How you doing? You know, I'm doing okay. It's uh, very hot here in Los Angeles, but... I've heard that. I've heard that it's, like, just ridiculously hot right now. Yeah, it's not great, but, you know, I'm inside. I have air conditioning. I'm looking out the window at the beautiful blue sky. Uh, watching people go to Starbucks, because I live next to Starbucks. And, sure. uh, you know, just ex- yeah. exciting life for me. Uh, sometimes a bird <laughs> will come by my window. That's Whoa. the best. Do you have uh, cats? No, I am uh, horribly allergic to cats. Oh, okay. Actually. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, uh, my, yeah, my cats thank you. just get it's, very excited about birds. So. I Yeah, I have to, like, I guess just be my own cat. Sure, sure. So mm-hmm. I also get very excited about birds. I mean, that's fair, too. They're pretty a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's some birds that aren't pretty, but most birds are pretty. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been getting a lot of these, like, very small sparrows lately. Aww. And yeah. giant crows. And maybe some ravens. I don't know. I can't really tell the difference between a raven and a crow. Sure. How sure. are you doing? I, I mean, I couldn't either. I couldn't tell you either. I'm I'm okay. I have been training my little butt off this week, actually. Uh, and I have to give full props. Uh, Vicky, my partner and training partner, fully kicked my ass yesterday. Uh, they got two submissions on me and I got none on them. And it's usually pretty even. Like, we definitely usually have like, oh, I got two on you. You got two on me kind of thing. Like... We're very evenly matched in terms of skill level, even if we have different styles. But oh my god, they they pulled guard on me and pulled me right into a triangle in like one second yesterday, like with like just like one second of starting uh, around. And uh, they also got like a really nice little um, uh, straight ankle lock on me as well. So uh, props to Vicky for kicking well my done, ass. Well done, Vicky. Yesterday. Yeah, good job. Good job. They did throw up a little after we trained because we trained pretty <laughs> intensely. Uh, but still, still, they kicked <sighs> my butt. So props for their due. You know, I'm I'm a big enough person where I could admit when I got my butt handed to me, and I did. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that's not what we talk about on this podcast. Well, I mean, it it's is a little, a little. It is what we talk about on this podcast. A little, yeah. A I mean, little? we we talk about people who are professionals, not people who are you know uh, amateur blue belts. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we talk about pro wrestling and MMA. So it's somewhat relevant. Totally and uh, relevant. today we watched two really cool things. I I, I think, uh, I don't want to speak for you, LB, but I think uh, I really enjoyed watching both of these things. I don't know I how you did. enjoyed the MMA. Oh, good. Okay. I really good. did enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. So uh, every week I bring a, an MMA fight uh, and LB brings a really cool pro wrestling match. And we kind of enjoy it, talk about it, sharing the love, sharing the passion that we both have for our respective kind of sides of the coin there. And we usually start with wrestling. So LB, do you want to kind of set up uh, this very cool Lucha match that you gave me today? I would love to. So we did, uh, we've done like one Lucha match, I think so far back yeah. in episode two. So the, your second ever wrestling match was yes. a, a Lucha de Apuestas, a hair versus match, a hair versus mask match, um, which was super chaotic. Lots of <laughs> interference, a, <laughs> a million characters, just full, like the, like, uh, you know, I, I brought it in because I wanted to show you like the best things about the spectacle and insanity yeah. of pro wrestling. Yeah. But a lot of the time when especially uh, when especially non-Mexican fans think of Lucha Libre, they think of these kind of high flying, very fast paced style. 
Um, Which, I mean, Lucha Libre is a a very broad category. There's a lot of grappling that can happen in Lucha. There's plenty of, you know, bullshit spectacle, insanity, beauty (laughs) that can happen. But the most, the thing that like a lot of people think of is this like high flying, fast paced stuff. And I was like, I haven't really shown Danielle any of that. You haven't really seen much in the way of high flying other than that, uh, Darby, Al- Darby Allen, yeah. Sammy Guevara match. I was like, I'm going to, sh- I was like, okay, it's time. I was thinking, what's like one of my favorite recent ones? And it was like, oh yeah, this, um, last year, the, I guess they're the, like the cruiserweight tag team champions. Sure. Um, sure. Laredo Kid and El Hio de Vikingo, uh, faced each other for the cruiserweight singles championship. And I believe this was June. Yeah, June of last year. Okay. And I think it's my favorite high-flying match I've seen, you know, recently. It's a good one. It is. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Because it's... I think this is the most, like, spot-festy thing sure. I've shown you so far. Yeah. Um, Which is... Spot-fest is like... So what you often refer to as a stunt... Usually gets like the term in wrestling is usually a spot. Okay. So a spot fest would be like a stunt fest where it's like you're showing off more, you know, of your cool skills than you are trying to necessarily portray like a a realistic looking fight. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But it's, you know, focused on excitement and adrenaline and making everybody lose their minds and (laughs) yell and uh, blow their air horns and chant, (laughs) this is Lucha and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I also don't think I've shown you a match before with two people who are on the same uh, alignment. Yeah, I I? really liked that about this. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So not only are these guys both good guys, they are good guys who are friends and teammates. Yeah. And I figured like that's kind of even though like it's not very sport like in its you know, in an actual fight, you're not hitting each other with multiple 450 splashes and then <laughs> kicking out of them. Um, in an actual like MMA fight, you are respecting each other and kind of comrades. So I did sure, want to show you that sure. aspect. So yeah, what did you? What were? That. What are your thoughts on this? What did you think of all the yeah. the flips? <laughs> Absolutely. So first of all, that yeah, that high level is super super important because it, it just was like a spectacle. Uh, with just so many flips. I just kept being like, holy shit, this tiny Viking is flipping so much. He's flipping and he's flipping and he's flipping. I also thought he might be warm in his costume and good for him for being able to perform this many like amazing spots. I'm trying to use the right term here. You can say stunts uh, though, Danielle. It's so endearing okay. when you say stunts. I'm sorry. It's like double smash. No, it's so stunts and good. Double smash. <laughs> Everybody says spots. You're unique because you say stunts and doubles. <laughs> these are doubles partners hey your doubles partner and your stunts uh but yeah it was it was really entertaining in terms of like just the gymnastics on display it was like gymnastics plus wrestling in a lot of ways which was so fucking cool to see um and there was like 
Uh, I really actually loved the like sportsmanship between them that yeah. they like shook hands at the top and they like even even there were times there was uh there was once when sorry uh the the gentleman without a shirt uh Laredo, Laredo kid, kid okay. yeah Laredo kid like helps yeah. up <laughs> helps yes. up uh El Hio and like it was so good because like they both end up just slapping and hitting each other for a second but like there's this moment of like yes my comrade we are here we're in it together. I respect you. You respect me. We're going to slap the fuck out of each other. Yeah. But we will have good sportsmanship That's here, a really I lovely moment. Love. Yeah, that's so good. It's it's very endearing and very cool. Uh, and I don't know. I just love that energy about it. I thought it was super, super fun. It was like a really fucking cool, uh, just flippies and flying and like doing damage to another person, but not really doing damage because you respect them too much to like try to kill them. I don't know. There was like yeah. a real respect yeah. uh, between them. That was cool. Which is like when you do, it's hard to do a baby face versus baby face match. Yeah. Or, you know, especially if they are partners and friends. Yeah. Because so much of wrestling is like rooting for one person over the other. And I feel like there's... I see a lot of matches where it's, you know, people respecting each other and they're both really good. And it's about, you know, who's more skilled, but that's actually, it's really hard to pull that off, especially like, yeah, yeah. Especially like the more I see of it, the more fed up I get with it <laughs> as a sure, thing. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, I've seen guys respect each other and be good at stuff before. So like for this to work for me and especially for this to work for me, seeing it more than once, um, yes. obviously like this does not come watching it again uh, on very little sleep during a pandemic for, yeah. you know, while taking notes is very different than like watching it live, which is, uh, or I think right after the fact, you know, drinking a beer at home, like on the weekend yeah. and Chilling. chatting with my yeah. friends about it and not having to like think analytically, just being like, yeah, we can go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I still enjoyed it so much, even thinking, even like, yeah, even on that level, I can still really, really enjoy this match. Um, which I think speaks really highly to both of their talent. They're both quite young. A Laredo kid I've seen live. He comes to L.A. sometimes. Uh, El Hijo del Vikingo is... He's like a really up-and-coming, buzzed-about guy who... Sure, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, if coronavirus hadn't happened i think mm -hmm. he'd be having a, a, like kind of a breakout year in certain in the states and in probably some other companies outside of just triple a um but i mean he'll be he's fantastic and he's really young and handsome and can wrestle in uh listeners if you are not familiar with el hio de vikingo he wrestles in this like it what looks like leather armor. It's like a very yeah. uh, Game of Thrones inspired <laughs> thing with like pelts. What I'm, I'm, I'm assuming so are fake fur warm. pelts. He looks, I mean, full long sleeve shirt, long sleeve pants, pelts. Uh, I don't think it's leather, real leather, yeah. but it's fake. But Pleathers does not breathe well either. Um, yeah, it's super, super warm. And yeah, he does not look overheated at all. He just looks handsome and very fast. <laughs> And like, yeah, yeah, wearing like tiny grappling shorts and a little rash guard, I look a lot messier than this man does. Like, 
full on doing flips, like (laughs) running and sprinting and doing flips and doing all this stuff like in this whole getup. So my hat's off to this dude like that. That was really, really impressive. I, I no no disrespect to, to Laredo Kid. I was oh, just no. so fixated on that costume and how hot it must be yeah. that I was like, oh my god! Also, like they have a great interplay. They, they have really a really have really chemistry. great chemistry. Uh, it's not screen chemistry. It's probably ring chemistry. Yeah, ring and ring chemistry. Yeah, I got it. You right. got it. <laughs> uh, they have great, great, great ring chemistry. They they really look like I know they're certainly performing and and uh, you know against each other here, but like. They they sort of look like they're still having fun, which is a weird, hard, yeah. probably really hard thing to pull off. Like in terms of like, okay, we're fighting each other and we we're looking like we're fighting or making like you know grimaces and things like that. But like, they also just appeared to be having fun, which made me happy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, when you're doing stuff like you know a four fifty splash, uh, which is what like, yeah, when you're doing like a four the so, the commentary for this is in Spanish. I do not speak Spanish. I speak a little bit of Lucha Spanish, uh, okay. which is by which I mean I know uh, El Hio means the son of, uh, and I know yeah. that when uh, Hugo Savinovich yells "Peligro, Peligro," it means he thinks something's <laughs> dangerous. Oh no! Yeah, or or goes "Un pequito." That means it's a room is like a really close. Uh, kick out, but yeah, that's pretty much the limit of my Spanish. So I don't know exactly what all the moves names are. Sure, um, sure. But at one point, El Hio de Vikingo does a this 450, which is called that, Danielle, because you do 450 degrees of rotation. Gotcha. Yeah. I figured it was some sort of flip. Yeah. Uh, but that makes a lot of sense. Yes. So he does a 450 where he Usually when people do 450s, because you need the time and space while you're falling to do that many rotations, you do that off the top turnbuckle. Sure. Uh, which is the uh, the ring post. Yeah. In the corner, the the, the buckles are the, the three things that kind of hold the ring together. Yeah. On the ring post. So what you usually do when you do a 450 is you climb up to the top one of those or even the top of the ring post. Okay. And then you do it. Or maybe you could even do it from, like, the rope to the floor. But that's, like, involves okay. a lot of balance first. Yeah. What Vikingo does is he's on a ramp going, heading, into the, heading into the ring and just kind of jumps over the top, like, is on the floor, feet on the ground, kind of runs over and just kind of, like, does a little hop over the top rope and does a 450. <laughs> It's, it's wild. <laughs> like, there's so little time and space to get all those rotations in, and he does it, and it's gorgeous. Like, it's, it's hard. Really, I, feel, really I always feel cool. bad when I talk about this match, because Laredo Kid is so talented. Yeah. He is such an excellent all-around luchador. His submission stuff is actually really good. His grappling is lovely. Um, he's got great presence. He's just a solid guy. But something about Vikingo is like captivating. Yeah. He moves so fluidly. It like he doesn't seem quite human to me. Like he's it like it feels like I'm watching. So one of the reasons why I respond really high really, really well to high flying is because I grew up watching a lot of martial arts movies. 
Sure. As a kid. Yes, yes, yes. So like with stuff with wires and all that. So I like, I just love to see that. Um, so with high flying, I'm like, yeah, this is, you know, I feel like I'm eight and at a sleepover, you know, <laughs> my friend Rachel's house and we're watching, you know, all like all the, the, you know, tapes her dad brought back from Hong Kong. Um, oh my God. Yes. And so seeing Vikingo, I'm like, oh no, he's like, he's got to be half immortal or something, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way a regular human can do all this stuff. So yeah, I just, I'm really glad you enjoyed this because yeah. I find this like some of the most good brain juice producing kind of wrestling to watch. Yeah, I fully agree. It was just, just a joy to watch those kinds of uh, spots. I'm yeah. trying very hard to not say stunts. No! But <laughs> it's that and feeling, right? That, like, yeah. feeling of, like, holy shit, like, you're you're sort of flying with them. You know, you're yeah. sort of doing the flip with them. That Like, the pleasure of the, of the, of the stunt. Sorry. I'll yeah. say stunt that time. And, but, like, I mean, <laughs> and watching them work together, I think, is, yeah. like, the thing you talked about, about uh, how them looking like they're having fun. There are these things that they do that you can only do if you're working cooperatively. Yeah. Like they do that Spanish fly where they're both on the they're both balanced on the top rope together. Yes. Yes. And like it's that so takes so that it's like sometimes I'll, I'll see I'll see two people on the same top rope sometimes maybe for like a split second or like half mm-hmm. less than a second. They're on there for like like it just it it looks effortless to me. Yeah. I don't know. I just get so I I I, I talked to, to a lot about this on VCR. I really miss going to live wrestling. Um, sure, sure. And like the audience in this match is also so good. Yeah, they're so they're into super it. Excited. Yeah, they're super super excited. There were several points where like <laughs> they didn't zoom in on the audience at all, but like you could just see people's facial expressions. Oh or, yeah. Like, there, were, there was a couple of women who were just like, "Oh my god!" Like so <laughs> yeah. flipping out, and I really enjoyed that. Like yeah. that really sold it for me as well. Like when the crowd is that into it, it's, it's super fun. Yeah. Um, so I just, yeah, I, I really, really love this. And this one's actually, uh, this is for free on the AAA YouTube channel. Yeah. If you want to check it out, it's just a, if you like high flying and you, it, it's just a really good Lucha high flying match. It's just fun. It's not super long, just a, a good time. And like both of these guys, I think are people to keep an eye out on for, yeah. you know, the coming years and stuff. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Extremely good. Extremely good. I loved it. Um, shall we move on to the MMA section? Yeah, let's do it. Another another thing where both competitors are very impressive and I couldn't help but focus on one of them. Uh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm going to be very curious who it was, but I think I may know who it was. But um, so we watched uh, for the MMA fight, the Jorge Masvidal, uh, Masvidal rather, uh, versus Nate Diaz. For the baddest motherfucker belt. Somehow this happened. And I still am not entirely sure how it all happened. Because the UFC is not always the most fun organization. <laughs> as you can probably tell. Um, you know, it, it's all a little bit made up in the first place, right? Like, oh, yeah. the belts are just, as all things, it is a social construct. The belts are the championship belt. Uh, you know, and it, and it it's real in terms of like, yeah, obviously, like, yeah, that's the best person in this organization in this weight class, et cetera, et cetera. The UFC is often thought of as kind of the most premier MMA, pro MMA thing, although there are other very good, actually, organizations. This tends to be the highest 
uh, sort of level of talent pool. So normally uh, there are championship belts uh, for each weight class. And, you know, uh, it is also divided by gender, which, you know, is a thing. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Some oh, day, yeah. But yes. I got to show you some intergender wrestling. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'm super okay. interested in that. It's it's weird. It's it's a whole ass thing. I train with 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 dudes most of the time, uh, so it's it's like an odd, it, interesting thing. But that's not what we're here for no. now. Uh, this is for the baddest motherfucker belt that again somehow happened, and it, and it happened because both of these guys are really like fan favorites. Like they both have kind of a bad boy sort of vibe to them. Nate Diaz has been doing this forever. His brother Nick was like one of the really first kind of superstars in the UFC. Nick Diaz. Uh, and he's his younger brother and they were really well known as being like these like kind of bad boys from Stockton, California. They got the Stockton slap, which is like if they slap somebody, they like flip people off in matches. They have this very like, I'm kind of a bad boy. Like I wouldn't call it pro wrestling style because they're not doing it for the camera. I think they're just very genuinely like. Like, fuck, I'm here to fight. Like, it, And it's, like, appealing on a, on a pretty deep level of, like, these guys just love to fight, you know? They love to show up and fight. Uh, really, really, really good at jiu-jitsu, too, actually, which is fucking awesome, and I always appreciate that. Uh, don't mind getting hurt, but they're there to fight kind of thing. And yeah. uh, Jorge Masvidal, also been doing this for a long, long time. Both of them were 34 at the time. I believe this is from November of last year, uh, late last year. Uh, and he, he's been very, very, very good for a very long time, but really his star kind of rose over the last year and a half or so massively because of his wildly, like one of the fastest, if not the fastest knockout in all of UFC history, uh, he and Ben Askren, who was an incredible wrestler in, and fought in another promotion for a long time, finally came to the UFC for a few fights, really kind of at the end of his career. So he wasn't exactly at his peak. Uh, but, you know, bit of a shit talker. Uh, you don't want to shit talk Jorge Masvidal because he'll do something like this to you where they both just came out and immediately Masvidal hits him with a flying oh my knee, God. Like right yeah. to the face, knocks him out instantly. Uh, and then he he went in and kept doing ground and pound until the, the ref stopped him. And he got some shit for that, actually. People were like, you know, he was out like and he's like, no, it's my job to go until the ref tells me. Yeah. So he has a bit of a bad boy thing kind of going on as well. He also, and this this is the part that I agree with a little less. He also did like kind of a like somewhat over the top celebration after winning uh, against Ben Askren. Like Ben Askren's prone body is just there on the canvas and he's like making fun of him a bit, which is like, ah! I don't know how I feel about that. In particular, I get the thing about go till the ref stops you. I do understand that whether I like it or not. I understand that. But like the celebration was maybe a little much, but whatever. Yeah. Both kind of bad boys. Both kind of have that that um, vibe. And both of them are, are stars, whether or not they're actually fighting for a title or not, which may right. or may not happen for these guys. They're both top 10 fighters in their division. But, you know, have some losses on both of them have a, at least a couple of losses on their record. They're not like perfect, unblemished records. And they're both, you know, in their mid 30s, which at this point, sadly, and it hurts me to say this, uh, if you're not in like the heavyweight division by your mid 30s, you are starting to get up there for MMA. Again, right. I hate that, but it's somewhat true. So kind of came together as two brilliant shit talkers, hyped this up, hyped this up, hyped this up. Uh, I remember the lead up uh, being like really fun and people in MMA media just being like, I can't believe this is happening. We're actually getting something we want. 
Like, we're getting something we're happy about? Like, what? When does this happen? This is so much fun. And yeah, they called it the BMF belt, the bad motherfucker belt. Although nobody said motherfucker, I think, Which in is the wild. program. Uh, mother yeah, they said yeah, mf or yeah, mother or mf'er came up a whole bunch, which is, okay, guys, fine. Uh, but, you know, they had The Rock there to present the belt. They had Roberto Duran come out uh, at the end, which I don't want to spoil anything about who wins because we will discuss it a little bit more in depth. But just a lot of fun and a lot of, like, good vibe, bad boy kind of energy. But not bad boy in the, like, cheater sense or anything like that. Just, like, yeah, two dogs in a dog fight. Like, let's yeah. go. You know, there's a very, very, very fun I think very fun kind of vibe to this fight. And so of course they come out. Uh, it's, it's Nate Diaz looking, he's doing his little mean mugging, which he always does. He kind of walks around he's just kind of mugging, you know, like, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm ready to go. And Jorge uh, is just fun and adorable. And he looks excited to be there and they go out and they put on the fucking fight of their lives. And the striking is Oh my God, uh, Jorge Masvidal is is such it's exquisite, uh, precise and exquisite striker. Yeah, it's beautiful. Like, really, really incredible, incredible technician. Uh, and Diaz is a, again a bit more of a well-rounded fighter. He's actually again like a great jujitsu fighter, great with uh, submissions. Uh, he's a little outclassed on the feet for sure, but he stays in it to win it. Yeah, gets the fuck torn out of his uh, upper eye. Oh my gosh, area. yeah, he's really bleeding. He's playing a lot. <laughs> Looks like it's about to fall off. They go for three rounds. And then in the most anticlimactic thing in the entire universe for being called the Bad Motherfucker Championship, a doctor stops the fight. Uh, right as the fourth round is about to start. What's that? Sorry. It's like right as the fourth round's about to start. Like you right think it's, it's about, about to, start, to start and then it's like, nope, just kidding. And Nate like, is that's like, I'm what good, makes it I'm good, I'm good, I want to fight, I'm good, you know, I can see, I'm all right. And then the doctor just calls it off off screen because the camera is expecting, you know, whatever yeah. the director is, you know, has the camera on Nate because it's about to start the, the fourth round. That's They don't have the camera on the doctor during this, which I think is really telling. Like, everybody in the broadcast team expected the fight to keep going. Yeah. Like, once the doctor kind of walked away from him and Nate is kind of like, all right, all right, all right. Nobody expected this to happen. And uh, briefly, and we will get into this, uh, but I just want to say very briefly that, like, that doctor had every right to do that. Like, whether or not people like it or not, like, he had every right yeah. and, like, was genuinely concerned. Um, and it was not cool that he got harassed. Like, that doctor got harassed uh, for stopping the fight, which is fucked up. Don't do that. Whether you're sad about the fight or not, don't fucking That's harass stupid. somebody for doing their job. He yeah. did his job right. Like, was it maybe... Not my favorite stoppage in the world, sure. It was nobody's favorite stoppage, but like, I have a question. Yeah, why did what? Why did he stop it? Like, I didn't quite he was understand. Probably that. concerned. So my understanding is he was probably concerned that that level of damage was going to get so bad so quickly mm -hmm. that like the eye could fall out. Even like, uh, really, or or like, so normally when they stop a fight due to a cut normally it's because the fighter really can't see like blood's pouring into okay. their eyes and they can't see and that's not fair you you really can't fight if you can't see um this one was weird and, and like people really were like okay it's a bad cut but like he's fucking fine like he's fine he's you know uh he's ready to go and he's he's not like wobbling on his feet or anything like that so my understanding is that the damage just looked too severe to that doctor for him to 
you know, kind of in good conscience, uh, keep the fight going. Um, which again, Nate Diaz has, I think Joe Rogan says it at least at one point where he's got a lot of scar tissue. He's taken a yeah. lot of hits. He doesn't care if he gets hit. He's just going to keep fucking going. Yeah, but your eye, get it. your eye falling out is a thing that can happen. That's a real problem. Uh, <laughs> That's a real problem. We talked about it on Fanfight VCR this week because we watched a match oh, where someone's eye comes out. Um, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. And the wrestling match did continue. He kind of, the wrestler shoved it back in his skull and continued wrestling. But that's, wrestling is, pro wrestling is different than MMA. And I, while I don't think that one should necessarily continue a pro wrestling match while your eyeballs bulging out of your head, uh, you should definitely not continue an MMA fight if your eyeball is in danger of not being where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I sorry, I went on and on about this because I'm very excited. No, about it. I, I went mean, on and on I, about, I hear about the wrestling match. It's fine. We're excited this Aww. week. That's why We're people excited. tune in because they want to hear us <laughs> excited and having fun talking about people rolling around in a ring. So yeah. this was like talk about big fight feel. Like yeah, Madison Square Garden. I'm like I'm very. I feel very fortunate that I've seen pro wrestling in Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah. Like, in terms of places to see combat sports, that's, like, the, um, like, in terms of, in the United States, that's, like, the place. Yeah. Right? Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's boxing or MMA or pro wrestling, like, Madison Square Garden is the legendary, you know, that's yeah. the, that legendary. I mean, you know, my dad saw boxing and pro wrestling at, in, at Madison Square Garden in, you know, the 60s. Like. it's oh, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, uh, like. And it's like very proud of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So like it's, you know, that's like a thing that you talk about. And like the feeling, there is a feeling there. It's a well have you have you like gone to an event there? I've actually not. Uh I've been to the Barclay Center many times in Brooklyn for uh boxing, actually, but not not MSG, not yet. Not yet. I mean the beers are eighteen dollars. Um <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, there, it's like, it's a well, it's a good size. It's a nice layout. Like it just, it, and there is something, I don't know. There's something there that feels very exciting. Um, I saw a new Japan show there, uh, when they, uh, during WrestleMania week, uh, in New York oh, hell last yeah. year, last year. Yeah. So, I mean, like that feels really big and like Nate Diaz and uh, Jorge Masvidal have like so much personality and the person I could not keep, take my eyes off of was Masvidal who okay that's what I figured yeah who is so charismatic yeah like handsome one two oh, yeah. a lot of just presence yeah like Emma like one thing I've noticed with MMA fighters is they're all physically very intelligent obviously yes because you don't get to the UFC unless you're physically very smart <laughs> yeah yes Duh. <laughs> but not all of them have like so they have that they have that kind of presence but not all of them have that kind of like star quality presence right and like yeah. Diaz and Masvidal I think both have it Masvidal has it in spades he's like yes. dripping with it like yeah. if I was a person who was scouting MMA for people who I thought would be good pro wrestlers like Masvidal would be like okay he's got he's he if he wants to do it he could do it yeah because he's got, yeah, he's he's got so much personality and, like, good facial expressions. And I just, I loved him. His striking is gorgeous. Oh, it's I was immediately, like, like, I, last week I was like, I don't like punches. This week I'm like, I yeah. love punches. 
that's what I was worried about. But then I was like, no, this is this is really good. No, it's so good. (laughs) But like, I have to say, though, Diaz, like on the on the mat on his back, just like kicking in the air. I feel like that shouldn't look so badass. And it looks really badass when he does it. (laughs) When he does it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's he's so good off his back. He's such a good jiu-jitsu fighter that, like, I'm almost a little sad there wasn't a little bit more wrestling in, yeah. in jiu-jitsu in this fight. There was a bit. There's a bit. It's kind of mixed in pretty nicely. But, like, oh, man. I just, whether or not, uh, you know, if Nate Diaz ever wants to retire and be a grappler full-time, retire from MMA, obviously, yeah. and then be a, a full-time grappler, he would do, he would clean up. He would do so, so well. Um, the grappling even if in this was, win was against beautiful. like maybe Gordon Ryan. There, God, grappling is in such a weird place where the very, very, very best are truly kind of separated from the you know other incredibly good people. Just because it's kind of a, a, it's obviously not a new sport, but it's a new sport at this level mm-hmm. right now. Uh, so it's like kind of a weird place. But I still think he would do really well, and he would obviously like sell out matches, things like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, if he ever if he ever wanted to stop punching, he could and be a great grappler. Bringing that star yeah. quality to grappling, I think, would do a lot to grap- for Absolutely. grappling, right? Absolutely. And a few MMA fighters have done that. Uh, with, That'd be great. With some really good success as well. Um, yeah. yeah like, and, and his grappling is beautiful. In. Yeah, because they can go in at any time. Like, Stipe Miocic, who we briefly mentioned last time, as he's the guy who's the firefighter and the current heavyweight mm-hmm. champion, uh, who's cool. Uh, he he uh, competed in a fight to win uh, jiu-jitsu match. He's a purple belt, I think, in a gi, which is very funny because normally MMA people are no gi. Grapplers, yeah. Uh, obviously. Uh, but he showed up in a gi in his purple belt and like was just like, hey, I'm here, guys. Like, it's very, it was very funny, very good. And uh, uh, God, what's his face? Luke, the middleweight, former uh, middleweight champion, who's also now a, a model which is very funny. He did a, a, a big grappling match about a year ago, and that was pretty fun. Uh, I can't think of his name. I will look it up, and it will be funny. He's wow. a very handsome man. Uh, is it Luke Rockhold? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Luke Rockhold. Exactly. He is Luke quite Rockhold. handsome. Yeah, he showed up to wrestle uh, and do jiu-jitsu uh, not too, too long ago. I think it was in the last year, uh, a submission grappling event. So it's happening. It's starting to happen, which makes me happy because – I also want these guys to keep competing past, you know, being able to necessarily do MMA. Of course, like at, yeah. at a point, you don't want to take more strikes to the head. However, you can still be really athletic and an incredible grappler and do well at, at pro grappling matches for, you know, a very long time. Grappling so. seems like it, it would, that would be something that would be on the safer side on, on the long term, just because you're not doing all the head trauma, right? Exactly. I mean, you you absolutely are going to have some broken limbs yeah. sometimes. But like, like that will happen. You're going to tear that ACL. However, yeah. it, you'll probably be able to do that for longer. You know, you can be a very good grappler in your 40s. And there's uh, no versus, there's no ace, there's no CTE for your legs it typically no yeah and, and you can get fucked up like i don't want to make it sound like grappling is completely oh, right. safe you can get pretty fucked up you can take a little bit of head trauma as well mostly from wrestling itself right because you can you can club the head a bit like you're not hitting you're not striking but you can you can grab the head in such a fashion that you do it really hard in it, in it you know it's not great for your brain but it's it's much 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 uh as i understand it anyway less of a CTE inducing thing than, you know, obviously being punched in the face. Right. <laughs> so yeah, this is all to say, uh, I, I love Diaz as a grappler. He lost this fight. Yeah. Uh, he, he was losing before uh, the stoppage. He's also known though. Uh, and this is a cool fact about him. He is like a cardio machine. He does triathlons like for fun, like for funsies. He's just like, yeah, let me do a triathlon. So he's known as somebody who can go those five rounds and be fine. Seems normal. Uh, so, 
just doing yeah, a triathlon for fun. That's something I can time. definitely relate to as a person. <laughs> I I sort of wish. I just don't I have the – I can't really do biking that well because of my wrist. But oh, if yeah. there was a, a swimming and running competition, I'd be all fucking Well, what's bad. the one where you, like, you run, you swim, you shoot a gun – Pentathlon, right? Pentathlon, yeah. You could do. Is there, are there bikes in that one? Oh, I don't know. I actually have no idea. Pentathlon. I wonder if I could be a pentathlete. You know, at thirty six, uh, really fencing, really shooting, here. swimming. I think you <laughs> ride a horse. Wait, really? Uh, let me see. Holy shit, that's okay, fucking pentathlon. cool as hell. Modern pentathlon. pentathlon. Okay, oh, so there's a decathlon too. Right, right, right. Okay, pentathlon is shooting, swimming, fencing, equestrian, and cross country running. You should do that one. I definitely could do at least two to two and a half of those three things really well. I can swim really well and run really well. I feel like it's possible for me to learn fencing or shooting. Riding, I've ridden a horse a couple of times, but it wasn't like I did it well or anything. I mean, I feel uh, like you could do it. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you for your confidence. In me. I think it's because you said a horse in like episode one. So I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's it, it was yeah. Danielle's really good yeah. at being a horse because she said a horse. <laughs> so like she's a rider. She knows all about horses. Definitely a rider. Uh, that's me. Uh, yeah, I, I think I rode a horse like once. Like, so really. I can't even ride a bicycle. I do not know how. Oh, really? Yeah, really. What if what if this pandemic ends and we each learn a thing from each other? You can teach me some cool stunts. I do not know how to and... do stunts, Danielle. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm sorry to break it to you and to all the listeners out here. But um, when I was... I was blessed to actually have like very chill PE coaches in junior high school. Oh, cool. um, one of whom, when we did a gymnastics, so we have a, 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 a rainy season in LA, especially back yes. in the 2000s before, uh, you know, climate change lessened our, our rainy season. So during rainy season, we would do like an indoor PE thing sure, and we sure. did gymnastics. And before you could just, and it was just, you know, a bunch of 12 year olds dicking around on like a springy board (laughs) and mats and stuff. Um, I think a lot of them were probably doing some like shitty pro wrestling moves because it was the attitude. It was, you know, about the attitude era. And, uh, but to, before you could graduate to just dicking around, you had to pass a test where you did a forward somersault and a backward somersault. Okay. Okay. Yours truly spent the entire se- rainy season working one-on-one with one of the PE coaches learning how to do a somersault. Yeah. Oh. I know there's no way I can still do it. It took me weeks for like for a young LB in their prime to learn how to do a somersault. I am physically not very smart. Oh. It's well, okay. But the point I is, I cannot teach you how to do a cool four. Talents I do have some cool me. talents, but I cannot yes. teach you how to do a four fifty splash. But yeah, I bet you could teach me some very cool. Uh, what? Things, what would, I, I wouldn't sell yourself short. Thank you. No, I'm sure I could teach you something cool. Uh, yeah. But, but yes, I would love for you to teach me. Even though I think more than riding a bike, I would like like to learn some like chokeholds and ankle oh, locks and sure. stuff. Even though I'm riding a bike is. <laughs> and then riding a bike probably at this point. I think riding a bike is like, uh, I mean, I know it's useful, 
Sure. But I don't like it when my feet aren't on the ground. It makes me nervous. Yeah. No, that's that's also – that's really fair. Like, I – my whole thing is putting pressure on this wrist. Mm. Like, I could ride a little bit. I, I – the last time I really rode a bike was in Kyoto, I think, uh, when I was there five years – oh, my God, that was almost five years ago. <laughs> Holy shit. Anyway, uh, summer of 2015, I, I took a really fun trip uh, to Japan, and I rode a bike in Kyoto, and that was the first time I rode a bike in a city at all, ever, really. Oh, wow. Like a real city. Like an actual city, not like, you know, where I grew up in a small city, like Providence, Rhode Island. But um, yeah, like it was it was fucking cool and very good, and I wore a bike outfit, and some, some nice people asked to take my picture, because I was wearing a full bike outfit, because I was really excited to ride a bike. That's so cute. I have... A weird ass person who gets really excited to wear their special little outfits for like things. Like I get excited to put on my uniform as an EMT. I get excited to put on my gi uh, to go grappling, even though it's like a daily thing for me. Like I still get excited to put on my special clothes to do special things. That's it's yeah, exciting to wear me. special things. It's ex- that's I get I I would be excited if I got to wear a special yeah. outfit for something. I would be very excited. Yeah. It's pretty fun, and I am a seven-year-old, so it's fun. <laughs> but that, I, I don't know. I, that makes sense to me that that would be exciting. Yeah. Thank you for understanding. That really means a lot to me. No, and, like, uh, bike outfits are cool. Like, I was very into this cycling anime for a while uh, called oh, Yaomushi yes. Pedal. Yes, I've seen a lot of that one, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. It's so good. I need to get back to it. Somehow I'll figure that out, uh, how I can watch an anime. Because I have an anime life coach. Uh, who shows me, obviously in non-pandemic times, I go over to this friend's house and she shows me anime she thinks I would like as like also kind of a cultural exchange. That's of so like, nice. Hey, Danielle, you might like this. Don't write off anime. That's These are so things nice. you'd enjoy. I know I have really nice friends. I have like truly great friends. It makes me happy in my life. That's good. We need, everyone needs those. I also have some really nice friends. And actually I was shown Yamushi Petal. By going to a friend's apartment and being Aww. being told like, here, watch this, you're That's gonna love so this. Good. See, and I got it's to good pet to have her an cat. Anime life coach. <gasps> yes, who's a really cute cat. But were you a little allergic? Yes, I guess. but it's fine because Goose is really cute. Oh my god, we have the exact same. Are anime you serious? Life coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we really do. I'm like, I hope we really do. <laughs> God. Holy shit. Uh, no, yeah. That's very funny. I, that's why I'm like, I'm going to say the name of this cat. Just in case it's Amanda. Yeah, yeah you're correct. It's Amanda. And I, I love her dearly. And yeah. I'm so glad that we have the same fucking anime life coach. That's very, very funny. Oh, no, Amanda wow, is one of the great things. people. To Okay, this is now an Amanda appreciation podcast. I mean, that's fine. She's Amanda's a one of, of the, the great people to watch anime with. Oh, absolutely. Like, she's yeah. She's also so good at, like, finding me recommendations and, like, being patient with me in my, in my like, childish, like, I don't know about this. She's just like, no. Like, here's a good thing. You'll enjoy this. And I give it a chance, and then I like it, and I'm like, you were absolutely right. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so <sighs> glad that, <laughs> that so Masvidal versus fucking Nate Diaz gave us this happy, beautiful revelation, and I am here for it, and I am so glad for this. Uh, oh my god. So, Masvidal actually, I think, would be a really good sports anime villain, because... Oh shit, yeah. Because, like, in sports anime, the villain isn't necessarily, like, a 
bad, bad guy. Like, you always get the backstory that, like, makes them come more complicated. Um, but, like, you still kind of have to root against him, even though... Because he's just, like, so cocky. Yeah, yeah. Even he's got though, that three-piece like, in a soda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's... There's something about the tableau, like, okay, so the ending of this fight, very anticlimactic, right? Yes. And right before the fourth round's about to start, the fight so far has been so captivating and exciting and good and charismatic and this stupid belt. (laughs) Like, it's the dumbest belt. And it looks so so cool. (laughs) I really like the belt design, actually. It's so fucking good. And like, I just love that they got The Rock to show up. Just, he doesn't even talk. The Rock is just there. He's just there. For like 22 seconds to put the belt on him. And but it's that so tableau good. of Masvidal in his, like, looking like, yeah, he's, he's taken some hits. He does not look that bad, though. Oh, yeah, he took he some damage, but it's not awful. Yeah, yeah. he does not look so, like too worse for wear. In his Monster Energy beanie, holding, yep. I guess, an empty Monster Energy can, <laughs> all cocky, while The Rock snaps on the baddest motherfucker belt, <laughs> is like... That's so good. There are things... Maybe toxic masculinity is good, actually. <laughs> maybe I love it. Case, Maybe this is the it's one the case, best. yeah, where it's like, all right, all right, I'll I'll accept this. <laughs> I'll accept this macho moment, right? <laughs> it's just like so absurd. It's the monster energy that pushes it over the top for me. Oh, for sure. Like for sure. There's the, this actor idol uh, who I really like from the show I watched. Um, he just became sponsored by Monster Energy. And oh, I just get really like, is there something to me that's so f- and also Death Stranding's use of monster energy? Oh, my God. Yes. I just like. In terms of things I love to see, monster energy is way up there. Oh, absolutely. It's been part of some great moments. <laughs> some truly great moments. Oh, my God. This fight is so much fun. And then it has such a like, bleh, ending like yeah. fully like like you're on the roller coaster and you're on the roller coaster and you're on the roller coaster and all of a sudden it stops short and your stomach is three feet in front of you yeah it's it's a lot but i get what yeah, people i'm booed. so glad also i mean like it's it was it sucks in that that doctor shouldn't have been harassed but like yeah if you're in the moment as an audience member and you're so into something and it's so exciting and you're there live and then it stops yeah. i would have been pissed too yeah, it does suck. It does suck. But don't I, harass don't doctors. Don't harass doctors. Still sucks. So, yeah. Unless, I don't know, they're d- doing right, don't something harass evil. somebody who did their job. But, like, well, yeah, if somebody's you know. trying to protect, if somebody's job is protect fighter from eyeball trauma. Eyeball fallout, yeah. <laughs> and then they successfully protect fighter from eyeball trauma and you didn't have as much fun as you thought you were going to have. Yeah. Maybe exactly. you should go re-examine some of your priorities. Maybe you should take a long, hard look at yourself. Watch some Yamushi pedal. Like, <laughs> think about what your values are. Because your values should be friendship and sports. Yeah. And monster energy. And monster energy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. I think that is a perfect place uh, to wrap things up for this week. I'm going to read our little thing. And then, oh God. 
I think we should do a monster energy noise at the end. That's that's what I think we should Great, because I have multiple beverages here that I can oh, slurp loudly. Everyone, okay. thank you so much for listening. That's all we have for this week. And we do hope you enjoyed your combat sports entertainment journey with us. Please do be sure to rate and review our podcast. Listen to all of our stuff at fanbyte.com slash podcast. Follow us on Twitter at fanbyte media and fanfight, F-A-N-F-Y-T-E. On Instagram at fanbyte, TikTok at fanbyte. And, of course, on fanbyte.com, you can watch all of our great streams. I think they're great. I mean, some of them are great. Most of them are great. They're great. It's fine. Twitch.tv slash fanbyte. And, of course, please do go to fanbyte.com slash wrestling for all of our good wrestling content. And listen to Fanfight VCR, which is also on this feed right here, the Fanfight feed. LB, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at HunkTears. Please check out Fanfight VCR. Uh, we have a new episode this week. Colette, Aaron, and I watched, as I mentioned, the uh, match where Vader's eye comes out of his head. Um, <laughs> coincidentally, New Japan World just put up uh, a new that match again with some like new English commentary. So if you're like, I can't handle this Japanese commentary, I can't understand what they're dang dong saying. You can now watch it on New Japan World and know what they're know what's happening, know all the context. Listen to us talk about it. It's really fun. Check out fan, uh, fanbite.com forward slash wrestling or fanfight.com. Uh, we're doing a whole thing this month that I like to call Let's Pretend It's Any Year Other Than 2020, where we <laughs> review wrestling shows from May of any year other than 2020. So far, we have Mare, who's usually our WWE person talking about WCW Slamboree 2000, which is oh, a show that happened yeah. when she was four years old. So <laughs> we've lots Good. of other cool stuff coming up. Please check it out. Yeah, I that's think that's all I have great. to plug. I'm so happy about all of this. I need to listen to the podcast because I love Fanfight VCR. Y'all oh, do a great job. Thank it's you. very, very good. We talk about uh, gross out media from uh, the 2000s a lot. In this oh, one. perfect. That's like a subject near and dear to my heart. So I can't wait to hear that. <gasps> all right. Oh, yeah. I guess you can oh, follow yeah. me at Danielle or I if you want to. But here's the real deal. LB, let's let's do three, two, one monster energy drink. OK, sound I have effect. multiple beverages here that I'm going to combine to make a monster energy sound. Oh, perfect. Perfect. OK. All right. Ready? Yeah. OK. Three, two, one. Click. Monster. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. I'm energized. <laughs>